they just put a different label on it. So we think that we're getting cleaner products or this is a better name brand, but it's not. It's the like same product that the same manufacturer puts together. It's just that they put a different label on it. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. Wherever you're listening around the world, we couldn't be more grateful to have you tuning in with us today to learn about manufacturing supplements. (laughs) I know that might sound a bit dry to some people, but I also feel like it's a pretty important topic because when you're going to buy supplements, you should know where they come from. You should know who you're supporting, what type of ingredients, what type of ethics are happening in and around the products that are being manufactured for you. (laughs) Like, for example, you go to those box stores, if you go to independents, if you go to specialized companies, it's completely different. It's not a supplement. It's not a supplement. I'm going to go over that on today's show. I'm going to give you some the insides of what happens, the inside scoop. (laughs) what happens when you're trying to manufacture and design your own products. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, so today's topic is I want to share with you, you know, just a little bit behind the scenes about manufacturing because I feel like most people think like I get these requests all the time. Why don't you bring in this product or why don't you bring in that product? And it's not that easy. So when you're ordering products from a manufacturer, let me let me take a step back. You're not exactly sure who we are at True Form Life. We design and manufacture our own products. We don't necessarily manufacture them, but we help in manufacturing them. So some of our products have the exact ingredients that we want. Some of our some of the products that we deal with, we tell the manufacturer what we want in the ingredients. And it's important to understand that it's not like picking up a phone call and being like, "Hey, can I get 500 containers of that protein? It ships the next day." It doesn't work like that. You it's it's endless negotiating. That's much of what my day is. <laughs> It's endless research of finding different manufacturers, what they specialize in, what type of products they can produce, what they bring in. So it's it's entirely different. Like when you're looking for a manufacturer, they have to have a huge manufacturing facility. You don't just, you can't, anyone just can't manufacture products. And then there's a bunch of rules and regulations that you have to follow as well. They're, they're checked. And of course, you want to find one of those. I don't think you can have a manufacturing facility without proper certifications. But quite honestly, so we live right now, we're in a town, it's called Olds, and it's about uh, 30, 45 minutes from where I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, so just north of Calgary. And I didn't even know that there's a manufacturer, there's a big manufacturer here in Olds. I had no idea. I've been here 12 years, on and off, in and out. <laughs> and I was shocked to find this out. But you know, I, th- I feel like it's both. it goes both ways, right? Like, maybe I could have done a better job of looking around. They could definitely do a better job of advertising. I've never even met, and I know quite a few people in town. We don't have, it's not a huge town. There's about 10,000 people in this town. And, you know, you know a lot of people. You go out. It's a small community. And I've never met anyone that works for them. I've never heard of them. So, I don't know. 
I, I mean, they're a big company. They've been around for years. And um, I suppose people, obviously, they haven't heard of me. It's not like everyone knows who I am. So it's just a bit surprising. So, But I'll take some responsibility and around that too but what i'm getting at here is like when we're looking for manufacturers i have to call all over so we're in alberta which is a province in canada i know we have listeners from you from the u.s to europe so it's maybe that's why i'm maybe oversimplifying for people that are local but in alberta it's a province so when we have a province to the west of us that's british columbia so we we have we work with a manufacturer that brings in our protein from british columbia they ship that to us and then we, you call around, you have to call different provinces and you say, Hey, do you look, do you have not, you don't call a province. You, you look online and you're searching for manufactured companies and you, you have to find and Here's one in Saskatchewan, like one in Saskatchewan, like very few in Alberta. There's a bunch in Ontario and these are more Eastern than us. So it's not so, it's not so easy to find the products you're looking for. So you have to find a company that manufactures. So a lot of these manufacturers, the bigger ones, of course, they're in the U.S. and they're overseas, like India, China, for example, does a lot of different stuff. But when you're looking for a manufacturer, we look for local first. So if you're ordering local, you don't have to pay customs. And then the closer you can find a manufacturer, the less the shipping cost is. Like we're looking at a place in Ontario, for example, and the shipping cost is three times as much as ordering from a company from BC. But BC might not, BC is short for British Columbia, BC may not have the manufacturer that you're looking for. And it's not just finding the manufacturer you're looking for. Then you have to start negotiating price and quantity. So the bigger, the more you order, the bigger quantity, the less, the more of a price break they'll give you. So the less of a cost per unit. But of course, it goes the quantity because the the price goes up so you may be paying twenty thousand dollars for a big shipment of product but each unit is maybe is ten dollars per unit and if you were ordering if you're ordering fifteen thousand dollars it'd be twelve dollars per unit so and this is all in negotiation these are their prices and then i'm like i'm, I'm always negotiating like nah i don't want to do that how about this and then, so from there, you have to negotiate ingredients. So here's the thing, is that manufacturers don't necessarily want to produce the specific product that you want. They want to produce the product that they already make. So it's kind of crazy once you get in, when you get into the details, like when you go to a health food store or a grocery store or Costco, wherever you're looking at, that it could have a one person's brand name on the label and that could be the exact same product designed or manufactured by the same company they could do that for a dozen or who knows maybe a hundred different companies it's the same ingredients it's the same company that's producing it that's manufacturing it they just put a different label on it so we think that we're getting cleaner products or this is a better name brand but it's not it's like same product that the same manufacturer puts together it's just that they put a different label on it and so we do our own labeling for example so you could have the manufacturer do it and we did that one time because of course there's an increased cost but then if we're doing it we designed ourselves and we pay an employee to put the labels on so there's a cost there too but the initial um, upfront cost is less if you're putting the labels on yourself so we actually I really enjoy designing labels I designed them with um, uh, with our assistant Nick he does a fantastic job of trying to figure out what I want and changing this and color schemes and 
staying staying true to our brand and brand awareness is super important to us so all of our products have our labels on them so moving forward you have to find a, a manufacturer that's willing to change that and the reason they don't want to change that is because they already have the facility like they don't have to change anything they are there's, there's a good chance they already have a batch of what you want or what you're looking for so they don't have to remanufacture anything different once like they put a if they put everything through like a huge cycle you have to put so many ingredients like gallon gallons and gallons of this or gallons of that or or pounds and powder like depending on what we're talking about i'm talking about liquid there in particular gallons but it could be tons of powders for example and they're mixing it and then it takes a whole day to change their machine like if they're gonna if it's a smaller facility they're using the same equipment for a different product it takes a whole day for them to wash everything clean everything clean everything probably dry so it's a big process and the reason why i want to share it with you because i feel like when we go to the pharmacy or you go to the grocery store and you get your supplements it's we feel like we're we, like we don't know what's happening behind the scenes that how challenging it is or when people are like oh just bring in this product like why don't you bring in that product like okay we'll wait till we have twenty thousand dollars to invest in a new product and then when our then when one product line runs out or sells out we have to make sure we have enough cash flow to invest in another maybe another product that we bring in is fifteen thousand dollars and then once you get once you 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 bring it the more product you can bring in the better price breaks you get so then you're going to be investing in $50,000, $100,000 just to get a different products in. So money management is definitely something that's always on my mind and making sure we have enough money to or enough, you know, enough of a budget to order the next product once this is selling out. And that's just the way it goes. Like that's 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 the business that we're in and there's a lot to it and sometimes we get those questions that are like, you know what I you know what I feel is that I really feel like everyone should write their own book. Like every single person should have to write their own book, edit it, design the cover, offer resources possibly, and then go out and try to market it. I think that would be fantastic. If that was the case, people would appreciate authors more. They would be less critical <laughs> when they're reading. People would read more because they realize how much time and effort it takes to, that people, that authors put into a book. And there'd just be a better understanding of all it takes to, to bring a, a book to market. I've said the same thing about business that people should like some, like everyone should have to run a business for a year to feed themselves. <laughs> Probably for a year, no one would, everyone would start. <laughs> but if you're a business owner, you know what I'm talking about. You don't make any money for the first couple of years. You're lucky to break even. And here's the thing, like I went, we're looking at purchasing another business in town here. And I looked at a few different businesses that are, that are for sale and they are, they're, they're operating at a loss. And that happens often in business. Like they're doing everything they can to get by. They're investing in the business. They're putting their savings into the business. They're, a lot of business owners are volunteering their time. They're volunteering to bring a product or service to a community, of course, in hopes to be able to make money someday, to be able to free up some time, to be able to provide, that's something for me, like to be able to jo provide jobs for our community. That's definitely a goal. Like we do have employees and we're very fortunate that we can hire people. And, but, and I'd like to hire more people. That That's important to me. So what's always on my mind is work, the, the harder I work, the more we'll be able to employ other people. 
I got to tell you this on a side note. I did, you might hear this in a, in a future in a future show when I'm talking about reels, but I was at a trade show and I wasn't at a trade show, I should say. I was at a library and the trade show was outside the library and I was sitting there working and there was a, it was farmer, not a trade show, it was a farmer's market. Was a, and there's this bigger type of food. They had, they had all kinds of fresh fruits and veggies. A lot of them came from BC, I guess. And there's about five of them working there, five employees. And that, that's got to be a big operation because when we were when we were running our markets, I mean, that was when we were first started, but we couldn't afford to pay anyone. We were standing there ourselves. And you'll see a lot of entrepreneurs, most of them, in most cases, they're the business. They're, they're the owner. They're the they're everything. They, do, they wear all the hats. They're doing everything they can. They have to show up to markets because you can't afford to pay someone else. So if you're paying five people to stand there and take orders and do everything that needs to be done, you're, you're a big operation, I got to believe. And I saw this one. So I'm sitting there working at the library and there's these big windows. So I'm sitting there. Like, I look up every once in a while and I go back to work and I look up and then I'm back to work. And I'm a, I watched this one individual and it was unbelievable how much time she wasted. <laughs> it was unbelievable. She went to the, she went and took someone's order. Then she'd go back behind the table and they can't really see me. I'm, I'm at the back. So the customers are coming to the front, the other side. And I see the back, like the backs or the back of their head of the workers. So I see this, this one girl, she goes and takes one order. Then she comes and she goes and checks her phone. Then she goes, she like kind of walks around the, the back of the table there. I'm guessing she's hoping no, there's no customer. Wasn't a particularly busy time, but I'm guessing she's hoping no customers come and ask her for to do anything. Then she goes back and puts some makeup on. Then she walks around a little bit and then she goes back to her bag and she, um, she starts vaping. Like, I don't know how that works. I don't like, I have no idea how that works. If there's caffeine, you get like a caffeine, not a caffeine, a tobacco hit. And you're like, ah, oh. she takes so take a couple of puffs of the vape and then goes back back to work. And she did this for about 45 minutes. I'm sitting there working. I was working for a couple hours. And I, I just look up and back down. I look up and back down. And, I, and she changed her clothes. Like, let me put this shirt on. Let me put that sweater on. Let me put this hat on. It was unbelievable. I, I, I was like, I'm still in shock. And you know what? I was I was watching like it was uh not I wasn't staring. I was still working, but every time I would peek up, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, she's doing something different." <laughs> but my, excuse me, my point is is that that some like there was a business owner that at some point in their life, maybe who knows? Maybe they live in a on, in a mansion on an island, and they got a yacht. I don't know. Regardless, I feel like it's kind of stealing. But my point here is that somebody worked very hard and i know how hard it works we only have a few employees and it's very hard to work as much as you need to to not only feed yourself and your family but be able to provide for other people it is so hard we worked for years before we could hire anyone before we could even feed ourselves and i was just i was thinking i was like you know what like that individual has absolutely zero appreciation for that job zero appreciation that somebody created that job for her so they could pay her and pay and then she could pay her rent and she could put food on her table and maybe feed her dog or boyfriend or whatever husband whatever that was i wasn't like mad I'm, i feel like i'm getting mad talking about it now but it's just incredible to me how little appreciation that individual would have but i mean that's across the board you see all kinds of crazy stuff on social media what employees are doing 
or I, I have a, a friend, like I know a bunch of entrepreneurs, but I have a friend, he owns a particular store. Maybe let's not get into details, but he said that someone was literally stealing money out of his cash box, out of his register. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, no. And that wasn't even it. They were also stealing merchandise. And I thought the nerve, I, I'm, I'm very trusting, I feel like by nature, I'm a very trusting individual. And for me to think that someone would do that, I just, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I want to be like, no, people wouldn't do that. You gave them a job, like you're, you're giving them a paycheck, they're paying themselves, or they're, you're feeding them, they're able to pay their rent, and they're stealing from you. I don't know if it gets any lower than that. And I'm so, I'm passionate about this because I don't think most people would realize or understand how much of a grind it is. It is so difficult to run a business. And then on top of that, most businesses, I feel like 75% of businesses fail. And then on top of that, mo on like that small percentage, that 25%, there's a good number of them, those businesses that operate at a loss, which means that they're taking out loans, they're not paying themselves, but they are bringing in enough money like they have to pay their employees, right? So your employees are making money off the business, but the, but the owner's not. Isn't that crazy? It's a crazy thought to, to run past your brain to be like, that business owner isn't making any money, but the employee is. It kind of seems backwards to me. So at any rate, that went slightly off track of what I want to get at with, uh, with the manufacturing. But you, you hear these stories or you get these comments from from different individuals and, and sometimes they're passive aggressive sometimes they're supportive some people are are 100 hey could you bring like ask and we're we're okay i'm perfectly okay with people asking us to bring different products in but i feel like it's easy to be critical especially if you're not in the game and and it's usually the people that are most critical that have no idea what's going on or have no idea how, what it's like to design a product you hear all these people that are like oh i'm running my own business i'm building my own business like oh what business did you start you know like what's the name of your business and then it's uh, of course it's a multi-level i guess that's not your business like what product did you design when's the last time you designed a, a product or, or designed your own product right like if someone if whatever product you're selling for someone else if that business went under of course you'd go under or because you, you had no products to sell or if you aren't able to if that if that if you did something you shouldn't have done like maybe not work <laughs> for 45 minutes no that's a different that's an employee but these are indep like independent sales reps or independent contractors if you will but they're not you don't you're not running your own business it's so different but i think people that say that they don't realize they don't know how what it's like to run your own business that are like oh i'm building my business when you're selling someone else's products and you're um, you're working off of someone else's uh, marketing or they're, they're doing the marketing material for you or they're bringing you to a conference. And I don't have any problem with with a multi-level thing. Like if you want to do that, that's fine. I just think it's it's very different. You get those comments from people that think they have their own business or are working for someone else and have never run their own business. So when it comes to the whole manufacturing side of it is it's, it's a whole lot of work is what I'm getting at is to, to, to design products, to design labels, to figure out what your audience is going to purchase. We've brought in products. We've invested a lot of money in, in brought in products that not too many people buy <laughs> or have purchased. We're, we've been pretty good. Like we've been pretty good recently. We, all of our new products have sold, but 
in the past, we've definitely brought in products and, and um, I expected more sales without question, but that's part of business. You got to roll with it. You got to figure out how you're going to get, how you're going to be able to order more inventory if the inventory you just brought in isn't really selling that much. You have to focus on different marketing material and um, different ways to bring in money so you can continue to bring in products that are going to sell. So one, one, what I was saying with the manufacturers is, is that they don't necessarily want to bring in different products. Like, so I'm talking to them and I'm say, oh, multidextrin? No, I'm like, I don't want that in my product. And then they say, why not? Because they have a specific formula that they're already using, that they're selling. They probably have some of it in stock. They're already selling it to other companies. All they have to do is ship it out to you and it's already done. So that could be in stock. I'm like, no, I don't want that stuff. So they have to reproduce another type of product, which they don't necessarily want to do. They also have long-standing contracts or long-standing relationships with people that have those ingredients that maybe I don't want or have specific ingredients that would make the product complete, which is what they need in there. And so I'm saying, no, I don't want that. I don't want that titanium dioxide. Are you kidding me? Like that, that whitener stuff. They, that titanium dioxide, they put in tampons if you could imagine it's horribly toxic to our body they put it in whitener they put it in as a whitener to whiten the tampons they also put it in as a whitener for supplements so if your pills are bright white in many cases maybe i shouldn't say that in particular you have to read the ingredients there's different ways to naturally whiten a product or sometimes the materials that you bring in are white so it doesn't always have titanium dioxide but in most cases it does because people want bright white products right so you're ta- you're negotiating back and forth and trying to figure out how you can get your new product in, your customized new product in for the price that you want, for the quantity that you want. And then you got, of course, you got to do the whole shipping thing. But what I was saying is, is that we ran into a, a manufacturer here in Olds and they're like, well, they kind of went a different way. They, they're, they're a big, like it was a huge, it's a huge building, like a huge manufacturer owned by a bigger company in, maybe not a bigger company, but another company in Calgary. And they're saying that, well, they really tried to go that route. They tried to go with the uh, nutritional routes, nutraceuticals. They didn't really do great with it or they didn't do as well as they were hoping. So they're leaning more towards pharmaceuticals and um, cannabis, CBD, different types of um, weed products. I don't know what the proper word is. I I don't really get into the whole CBD or cannabis world. But so they're manufacturing different types of products. So they said, well, maybe we could work something out for you. Let's talk to the owners. And, and he, but you know what the thing is? Like, it's really challenging. Like, I don't know what the deal is with manufacturers. Like, in most cases, they're really hard to get a hold of. Like, these guys here in town, I I went in tw- like, I went in one time at 4.30 on a Friday, and they closed at 4. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, guys. And then I called twice. Nobody answered. And then... I emailed and nobody answered, so I went and knocked on the door again. And they had like this certain buzzer. I don't know what they like, what kind of uh, security they need for manufacturing, or maybe because they're doing some CD, CBD stuff. I know that security is a bit more intense, but I, I buzzed three times. Like you had to buzz to get, and I buzzed and I buzzed, and no one's coming to the door. So I buzzed one more time, and then finally someone came to the door. And uh, I met I met one of the guys. We had a really nice conversation. And then I, so I followed up with an email. And I didn't hear back, of course. So, <laughs> but that's the thing about manufacturers is that you, you don't, I don't know what their deal is. Like they're not super motivated to get back to you or 
Like I, I have spent hours just picking up the phone and calling, like just cold calling, like, what do you guys have? What do you guys sell? And so I just pulled them up online and I'd look at different like protein manufacturers, for example. And then I would call them and I'd say, hey, what's your MOQ? So that's your minimum order quantity. That could be 10,000 units. It could be 50,000 units. Um, and then like, what's your, you know, what's your pricing per unit? And like, what type of ingredients do you have? So it's a, it's really a, a ton of work to figure out. And that's what I've been doing for the last few years. And I really enjoy it. But um, I don't know what the whole deal is with the whole manufacturing people. Like they're really hard to work with. And, and I'm optimistic. I'm hoping these local, I'd love to order from a local company, obviously. I'd love to work with them. They have developed a similar product that we want, just not exactly. They, they've actually, yeah, I don't want to say too much because I don't know if I'm going to be working with them and I don't know if we're going to be able to get this product in. It's going to sell very well. It'll be one of our best selling products without question if we can get it in. I just don't know if we can get them to do it. So they're going to get back to me. But you know what the thing is like, so here in in Alberta, we're quite a, a long ways away from Ontario. Those of you that are listening outside of Canada, but Ontario is like a, it's a huge, it's a huge province and they have a, a lot of businesses. And what happens is, so I call Ontario, they're in a different time zone. So that's a bit challenging. And you know what the thing is, is that, so you could look at companies like, so there's a, could be a big company in, oh, they, the same thing in BC, like when you're importing products, you're usually dealing with a, like a different, um, someone that's, their first language is different. I mean, of course, I'm trying to be politically correct. I don't have any issues working with anyone that doesn't have a first language as English, but it, it makes it very challenging. And so when you're you're trying to talk to someone and they don't really understand what you're getting at or what you want, it just it's just another speed bump. It makes it, it just makes it a bit more challenging. So when you import products from BC, for example, you're use, usually talking to someone that likely speaks speaks their first language is um, Mandarin. So they have a company in BC, or sorry, they have a company in China. And there's in that same company is based in BC. So they're actually it's the same company actually shipping from China to BC that works the whole um, the importing. So you got to go through all this paperwork to bring in different products. You got to get everything approved. You have to pay extra for them. It's crazy. You wouldn't believe what you have to do. You have to pay an um, an export fee to bring it into Canada, like depending on the product. You have to pay a dock fee to bring it in on a ship, and then they store it. They, so they're going to store it for a certain amount of time. They usually inspect it. You have to pay a storage fee while they're inspecting it, and then on top of that, you're paying um, you're paying a customs fee to get it into Canada. So these are all the things that we do to provide. Like, so I'm I'm talking about MCT oil here in particular. We also import MCT oils, obviously from. Um, medium chain um it's a coconut it's a coconut oil product and we bring in specifically c8 which is the caprylic acid it's the best top quality that you can bring in and um so we also and we also bring in charcoal activated charcoal and if you and so our activated charcoal is made from coconuts it's derived from coconuts most of the activated charcoal you'll find is derived from wood <laughs> And I find that I don't know why I find that's interesting. Like people are ingesting wood <laughs> for, and it, but don't get me wrong, it can help. It definitely has health benefits. But I, I'm feel like I gotta lean towards coconuts over wood every time. Obviously, in Canada, we don't grow coconuts, so if we we want to do anything coconut wise, I love coconut oil, MCT oil, um, obviously activated charcoal. 
And so if you if we want to work with those types of products, we have to import them. But then you got to deal with all these fees, and then you you got to deal with the language barrier. And then it's the same deal when you're when you what I was also trying to explain is when you're on in Ontario, many times you have a big manufacturer. And they're bringing in ingredients from a company in China. That same company is in Ontario, and they're talking back and forth. And it could be it's not just China; that could be India, for example, or Vietnam. So、um, Thailand brings in a number of different products. So you could be talking to someone in trying to communicate with someone in Ontario, or supposedly on Ontario, and they're bringing in products from India. To Ontario, and then they ship them out to you. So you're trying to talk to some, like, have a conversation with someone that's really hard to to talk to, and you can't. You're having a really hard time explaining what you want, and and then they don't really get back to you because they, I don't know, they're busy or they got other things going on. So that's the manufacturing world, and and I hope that didn't sound like I was entirely complaining the whole time about what it's like. It's just a bit more challenging. I feel that people people don't realize the the work that goes into bringing in your own products. And it would be so easy for us just to go to a manufacturer and say, "We'll take whatever you got. Give us your protein with sucralose in it, and, and multidextrin, and whatever nonsense you got. We'll we'll just sell it to our audience." That's not what we're about. We want the cleanest products possible with the best sourced ingredients. And that's it's just more challenging. It takes more time, takes more effort to figure all that stuff out. But we've been doing a pretty good job of it. I, I enjoy it. I really like what we're doing, and、um, I'm excited to keep moving forward and working with new manufacturers and bringing in more products because we've definitely seen a difference in our、um, clients and customers and our friends' health. So that's what we're all about. I want to thank you. For coming in with me, hanging out, and listening to the behind the scenes of of bringing in、uh, bringing in your own products and and、uh, working with manufacturers, I hope that was of interest, and、um, I hope you got something out of the show. I'm gonna leave you with that. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.